Well, ladies and gentlemen, I do apologize. The feed got cut. Uh, that was not intentional. The feed got cut. Unlimited plan on this platform, but yet it said timeout, and I just called Chris, and uh, I'm going to be very quick because we got to get through this. We don't want to leave you short, and uh, we're going to get into this, but uh, Chris just reminded me that it is not only our audience that listens to these broadcasts, and ladies and gentlemen, I suspect that is what happened. So, Chris, let's get into this. Continue, please, sir. Okay. Uh this is this essay is on Pedra de Gavia. This is a the mountain in Rio de Janeiro. We're traveling to South America, and this is Brazil. So basically, this is a mountain that is looks over the Rio de Janeiro Bay. And this, the reason I'm bringing this one is that the public knows of essentially only one Sphinx, which is known as the uh, in Cairo, Egypt, which is the uh, uh, Giza ne necropolis with uh, uh, which is known as uh, uh, the Khufu, the, the largest pyramid, Khufu or Cheops in Greek. First, anyway, there are actually, I have four other Sphinx that exist around the world. That is not the only one that uh, of the great Sphinx next to the uh, great pyramid in Egypt. So um, eventually you have this article, Jeff, you can post it later with it. Uh, you can upload it, but, uh, high atop a coastal mountain, this huge, largely unknown carving of an ancient face reminds explorers of the Sphinx of Egypt. And it is carved. It was carved. This dates back to 800 BC, before Christ, by our timeline as we know it. And so uh, what this is um, talking about is this part of our forgotten past. And... In Rio de Janeiro, a legendary mountain with the face of an ancient giant rises 842 meters above the sea level. When Brazil was discovered, uh, Portuguese explorers gave the name uh, Gavia, G-A-V-E-A, because it was a perfect observatory for incoming caravels. Caravels is the ancient name for the ships that were used across the ocean to get to the American continents uh, at that time. And this goes back thousands of years. Uh, but Pedro de Gavia is enormous rock surrounded by native exuberant vegetation and has enticed the minds of both the public and historical uh, figures uh, over the centuries. It face looks like a carved figure and there are ancient inscriptions on one of its side that couldn't possibly have been made by nature. The origins of those have been discussed over the years, but no one can prove who made them and why. Actually, they have been proved. This is known as a Phoenician tomb theory, but it's not a theory, it's fact. According to a man by the name of Pedro Amaral, A-M-A-R-A-L, an experienced climber uh, guide to Live to Climb Club that climbs the rock a number of times, this Pedro Gavia rock, the rock is supposedly the burial place of a Phoenician king. That is correct. To support this theory, he sent us clippings of a very reputable and popular magazine, no, uh, newspapers, which covered the various attempts to discover such a grave and the real story behind the legend of Pedro de Gavia. According to this, this legend is well known among Brazilians, and he too thinks the engravings were not made by nature. Okay, uh, the inscription is just a, a combination of letters. I'm not going to read it. It's like 26. Exploration, it all starts in the um, early centuries. Some signs along the sign of the rock um, basically brought the attention to the emperor uh, Pedro um, 
beat D. Pedro, although his father, uh, which is J-O-A-O, the fourth of, uh, I'm sorry, the sixth of King of Portugal at that time, had already received a report from a priest telling about the strange marks on the rock, which dated back to before 1500 when Brazil was actually discovered. Until 1839, official research was conducted in March 23rd in its, initial, its eighth exploratory and extraordinary section. The Geographic and Historical Institute of Brazil decided that Pedro de Gavia should be thoroughly analyzed and ordained and then the local study of the site of the inscriptions. A small commission was formed to study the rock, but 130 years later, and it's their newspaper, it's called Letter O and then Globo, G-L-O-B-O, a major and very reputable newspaper questioned such commission, asking if they really climbed the rock or simply just study using binoculars. The report given by the research party stated that they saw inscriptions and also some depressions made by nature. However, anyone seeing those marked closely will agree that no natural phenomenon could have ever caused these inscriptions to appear. After the first report, report uh, no one talked about the rocks again until officially in 1931 when a group of excursionists formed an expedition to find the tomb of a Phoenician king that was enthroned in 856 BC. Some amateurish excavations were made however with no results. Two years later in 1933 a climbing club from Rio organized a gigantic expedition with 85 climbers and that had participated with Professor Alfredo Dos Anjos, which is A-N-J-O-S, a story that gave them a uh, specific lecture about the head of the emperor, which is the rock itself and its origins. And then it shows a picture of the writing and what it actually translates into. Uh, on January 20th, 1937, the same club organized another expedition, this time with a bigger number of participants, with the goal of exploring the face and the eyes of the head down from the top using ropes. That was the first time someone explored that part of the rock after the Phoenicians, if the legend is true. In 1946, according to an article written in 1956, the Brazilian Excursionist Center conquered the right ear of the head, which is located at an inclination of 80 degrees from the ground and a very difficult place to reach. Any mishaps and it would be a straight 20 meter fall to their death for any of the climbers. This first west side climbing, although almost vertical, was made virtually by fingernails. There are at the ear, uh, there's an entry into the grotto, meaning through the ear itself, Jeff, there is an entrance into the head, and it is a burial chamber. Um, it's a very long and narrow underground cave that goes all the way to the other side of the rock, meaning the other side of the head. <coughs> Excuse me. In 1972, climbers from the Equip Neblina, N-E-B-L-I-N-A, climbed the uh, Pareto de Esca, uh, boy, E-S-C-A-R-A-V-E-L-H-O. Uh, this is Brazilian. Uh, the wall on the east side of the head and crossed with the inscriptions, which lay about 30 meters down from the top in a very hard to access place. Although Rio has a very high annual rate of rainfall, the inscriptions were almost, almost completely intact. In 1963, an archaeologist and professor of scientific ability called Bernardo A. Silva Ramos, who translated them, and basically, the translation, without wasting time, is there's three. It, at ancient times, understand that uh, the Phoenicians wrote from right to left. We, the majority, except for uh, China and uh, uh, Japanese, they write from left to right. So 
it translates into Tyro, T-Y-R-O, Phoenicia, comma, firstborn, Jethbal. Okay, J-E-T-H-B-A-A-L. What that is, is this is the son of the the emperor Jethbal, okay, and which is also their their leader. Some of the facts that uh, have led to many of the stories about the rock, the big head with two eyes, that's not very deep with uh, as far as uh, the between the uh, the ears and and the uh, the nose. The enormous rock on the top of the head, which resembles a sort of crown. This was absolutely carved. It used to have a nose, but it has broken off over the centuries or millenniums. And it's an enormous cavity uh, in the shape uh, basically that is fifteen meters high, seven meters wide, and two meters deep inside. An observatory of the southeast part, like a dolmen, contains some engravings. A culminating point, like a small pyramid made on one single block of stone on the top of the head. The famous controversial inscriptions on the side of the rock. Some other small inscriptions resemble uh, other effigies of snakes and sun rays, and they're located through, uh, throughout the top of the mountain. The site of a supposed nose, which have, which have broken off eons ago, uh, is existing. Uh, and that, uh, let me see, uh, what uh, uh, the archaeologist um, stated, uh, Rolaldo uh, Pires Brando, B-R-A-N-D-A-O, stated that it is a sphinx engraved in granite by the Phoenicians, which has the face of a man and the body of a lame animal. The tail must have broken off uh, because of the action of time, meaning over time. The rock seems from far away has the grandeur of the pharaonic um, monuments and reproduced on one of its side, this uh, head of, the, of a patriarch from Phoenicia. And then they, uh, what is included with the audience will see is an actual picture of that um, emperor, uh, king, uh, back what it actually looked like originally, which had a full beard. It is known today that in 856 B.C., Badezir, B-A-D-E-Z-I-R, remember, spelling and phonetics changed throughout time. So what we have in textbooks versus what it was uh, centuries and millennia ago uh, the phonics and the uh, spelling does change. Uh, took his father's place in the royal throne of Tyro. T-Y-R-O, T-Y-R-O was the capital of Phoenicia before. Is this the Pedro de Gavia place, uh, the, the grave of this king? Absolutely. The picture above shows what the Sphinx would have looked like when it was made. And that's a picture I was referencing to uh, in the article. Other sites were found in N-I-T-E-R-O-I, okay, which is uh, in Campos, C-A-M-P-O-S, uh, Tiwaka, which is T-I-J-U-C-A, that suggests that the Phoenicians were indeed there, meaning, Jeff, that this is not the only location. I have found three to four to five other ones where the Phoenicians had gone through the entire nation state, what we call Brazil today. And I also have ones of uh, lost cities that they found. And that's documented as uh, document 512 in Brazilian history. And it goes back to the 1500s. Okay, uh, in any island uh, off the coast of uh, Paraiba, which is P-A-R-A-E-B-A, another state of Brazil, very far from real, cyclopedian rocks and ruins of an ancient castle with enormous rooms and extensive corridors and passageways was found. 
what I just mentioned about other sites in, in Brazil. According to some experts, the castle would be a relic left by the Phoenicians, although there are people that contest such conclusions. Robert Frank Marx, an American archaeologist interested in proving of pre-Columbian navigation in Brazil, started in October 1982 a series of divings in the Bay of uh, Rio de Janeiro. And he, he was, uh, the objective was to find uh, a sunken Phoenician ship and prove that Brazilian coast has been, in remote times, visited by Oriental civilizations. Although he didn't find the actual vessel, or any vessel, what he encountered there would be considered just as valuable treasure. And it, what he found was the uh, Phoenician pottery in what is known as the bay is called Gunabara, which is G-U-A-N-A-B-A-R-A, -A -A, bay, was always treated with major secrecy and its founding was only revealed uh, a year after he found him in 1978 uh, through vague information. The name of the diver who uh, found it basically was able to keep one of the actual vases. There were three, but they are definitely Phoenician. And the other two were taken by the Marine section of the Brazilian government and they are uh, safeguarded and no one can see them. So this is proof and of the actual uh, location. Uh, the, the picture below is um, rather above, is a picture from the south side from the air where you, the public can actually see the uh, Pedro de Gavia and know that it was actually a carved rock, not natural formations. And this dates back to what is known as Shambhala, which is uh, the capital in inner earth, of which is Agartha, A-G-A-H-R-T-A, or it can be spelled A-H-G-A-R-T-A, which is an, a vast underground complex, according to its believers, would have been thousands of inhabitants in, in various cities. Some adepts sustain that underground world has secret compartments within the base of the Cheops Pyramid, which is correct, that link to the Giza Pyramid, correct. According to the same people, there are three entries into Agartha, and they are located in Brazil. I have found one of them, uh, personally. Uh, basically, uh, it states that the portal found on the left side can be seen from 800 meters below uh, and could could be the entrance to one such world. So in theory, it's stating that e when si inside this mountain could actually be an entrance into inner earth. I know that three exist, and I uh, just in Brazil alone, and I have found one in, in uh, southwestern uh, Brazil. Anyway, onward. Uh, also in New Mexico. That's I'm sorry? Confirmed. Repeat that, please. There's one confirmed in New Mexico recently as well that went down to Shambhala. Yes, uh, that is correct. I'm okay. Um, that I'm aware of that. There's quite a few. It has to do with uh, our two natural cave systems, which uh, basically are your uh, mammoth caves in uh, Kentucky, which have no ending, and then you have the other cave system. I can't think of the name of in New Mexico. Uh, and you would know that. Okay, onward, we go, very, wrapping this up. Uh, basically, with the Persian mythology, there are four guardian stars in the sky which represent the cardinal points on Earth, and the Pedro de Gavia is protected by them. And these star systems, uh, some have heard of them. Adabajan, which is in the east. Then you have Formahat, which is F-O-M-A-L-H-A-U-T, uh, and that's the south. You have Regulus in the north, and you have Ontarius in the west. Some say that the rock is protected by independent cosmic powers that belong to neither the divine nor the evil forces known to men. 
1937, this is important, two scientists were submitted to a clinic after spending the night at the rock where they swear they saw a strange green light coming out of the gaps around the portal where they saw many human statues inside. They were able, they had gone inside the actual ear and there's an inner chamber system inside of it. But to getting into the ear is very difficult. You would have to be an expert rock climber to be able to do that. Okay. All these theories and facts that the rock is a champion in the number of deaths among climbers has uh, aroused suspicions of, about the tomb of the Phoenician kings with all his treasures made indeed well be inside the rock. The death rate, which is explained by the total lack of precaution of amateur climbers, would be the toll of the curse placed upon those who dare to violate the king's burial site. And then the last picture is the actual Pedro de Gvia, uh, buried in the clouds on, uh, along the coast. But it is a gigantic rock formation, which is 834 meters above the ground. Anyway, I just wanted to go over that for the audience today. So that is the other, one of the other uh, ones I've found. The others I've found, I will do one in Romania. Uh, there is one in, uh, besides Egypt, of course. Uh, the other Sphinx, there's a one in Iraq, and there's one in uh by India, Pakistan. Okay. Uh, I'll let you go. Uh, and Chris, just to, just to be sure, what was the name of this uh, last essay that you threw in as a added bonus? I want to be sure to put it up on writeonyou.com. All right. That was in the ones I sent. Uh, it's called Pedra, P-E-D-R-A, and it should be D-E, not D-A, but uh, Gavia, G-A-V-E-A, and it's called Face of the Sleeping Giant, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So I, I got it. Got I made it spelling wrong. It's supposed to be. Sure. It should be Rio de de. Okay. I, I want to make sure that the audience has these pictures and and uh, we honor our commitment. I do have a meeting that I have to go into in about three minutes, but right after three o'clock, I will uh, get that essay up. And uh, this afternoon, I'm going to throw a couple extra ones up there that I think you'll find interesting because Chris has sent me an abundance of material and I'm going to start sharing some more of it. I always try to get a few extra up every week. Of course, it takes some time, but we'll get it up there. And uh, thank you for your patience. Thank you for coming back to us. As I say, that was we were cut off. Uh, that was not intentional. That is not say didn't hit a wrong button or anything like that. It looked like a tech glitch. But as Chris uh, mentioned to me on the phone in between, uh, it's not only our audience that listens to this. And uh, but, you know, listen, perhaps it was a little bit of uh, foul play there because we're uh, when you understand the secrets that Chris is revealing and you understand the hidden history, well, it exposes the very few that are controlling this world. And when everyone wakes up and realizes this, guess what? We got the numbers and we can actually put on a fight. And I'm saying that uh, not in a physical, not threatening violence or anything like that, but our fight is against principalities and powers in the heavenlies. And they are defenseless against our prayers. So I'll just put that out there. Of course, this is a faith-based broadcast. Uh, we do appreciate other points of views, of course, on here as well, because listen, we're all in this world together. We're all living this experience. 
and we just want to love on one another. And thank you, Chris, so much for uh, everything you do for us. And thank you for sharing this deep, deep research. And I got to say, I was so impressed with the research on the uh, secret space program of the 1830s. The, the amount of research that went into that was incredible. So I thank you and the people who came before you and did some of the research as well. Uh, and thank you most of all to the audience for being here. Thank you for supporting Right On Radio. We really appreciate and really love you. Uh, God bless each and every one of you. But remember, before you go, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community. There are two essays involved with the Pedro de Gouvier as well. Bye. Over now. Okay, you got it.